0: bringing you the most up-to-date discussions from the reptile world. Visit thereptilereport.com every day to stay on top of the latest reptile news and information. We encourage you to visit the site and submit your exciting reptile news, photos, and links so we can feature outstanding breeders and hobbyists just like you. The Reptile Report offers powerful branding and marketing exposure for your business, and the best part is, it's free. If you're a buyer or a breeder, you got to check out the Reptile Report Marketplace. The Marketplace is the reptile world's most complete buying and selling destination full of features to help put you in touch with the perfect deal. Find exactly what you're looking for with our advanced search system. Search by sex. Wait, more, or other keywords, and use our buy it now option to buy that animal right now. Go to marketplace.thereptilereport.com and register your account for free. Be sure to link your marketplace account to your ship your reptiles account to earn free tokens with each shipping label you book. Use the marketplace to sell your animals and supplies, and maximize your exposure with a platinum ad. It also gets fed to the reptile report and our powerful marketplace Facebook page. Buying and is selling? Use shipyourreptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rate. Shipyourreptiles.com can also supply you with the materials needed to safely ship your animal successfully. Use Shipyourreptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates, the materials needed to ship the reptile successfully, live customer support, and our live on time. Arrival Insurance Program. We got you covered. Visit TheReptileReport.com to learn or share about the animals. Click on the link to the marketplace, find that perfect pet or breeder. Then visit ShipReptiles.com to ship that animal anywhere in the United States. We are your one-stop shop for everything reptile-related.
1: Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Morellium Python Radio. We were having some horrible technical difficulties uh, Thank again. Thank God. Uh, but uh, for some reason, uh, yeah, blog talk wasn't working. But no fears, because we we've got to go and we're ready to go. Uh, so tonight's episode, we're going to be doing our continued uh, series with Carpet Place on discussions, some of the uh, hot topics and you know things we just see floating around or things that apply to our collections and what's going on and some of the pluses and minuses, as you would say. Um, so what's going on, Owen? How's, how's life uh, over at Rogue Reptile?
2: <laughs> life is life. Uh, we're waiting for, uh, I think, my Caramel Girl. I mean, I think she's going to drop any day now, but she keeps, like, tearing apart her cage. She floods it. She moves all the paper around. She just is so freaking uncomfortable. It's ridiculous. I've caught her basking belly up, like, four times. So we got to be close on that one. Um, and everything else, we're just kind of waiting to see what happens. And, you know, I'm still getting locks. So Still getting locks? Still getting locks. And it's not from the wow. breadline. They're, like, staring at each other like we don't know what to do. It's, like, coastals and <laughs> things that are, like, still breeding. And I'm like, well, when the hell are the brettles going to breed? If it, like, am I going to get, like, breadle eggs in October? So it's right now we're just kind of seeing what happens, you know. Um, wow. Which I love it because uh, I have five eggs in the incubator and then my five little eggs. And I keep looking at them. and. Then I keep looking at like my caramel basket belly up. I'm like, we are about to jump from like five to forty like eggs, and it's gonna be like, oh shit. So um, yeah, we're just kind of waiting. So, okay, right. how are things with you? I mean, like I saw you post up several coiled around little balls of eggs. So. All
1: right, so you want the good news or the bad news first? Which one?
2: Uh, I want the bad news first because we're going to end on a happy note, God damn it! Okay.
1: All right, well, the bad news first. Very good. Um, so, you know, everybody's heard me talk about multiple times on the show about um, that M-Pen Coastal that I was super excited about and, yes. uh, you know, thought life was going to be good. Well, uh, that was kind of a, kind of a bummer of a clutch. Oh, uh, so no. Yeah, so she lays on Thursday of lang, uh-huh. and, um, I come in, and I sort of notice, um, that, uh, she seems to be maybe in the middle of laying. Um, I've never caught an animal in the middle of Lang. I've always sort of, walked in, and, you know, it was kind of like, uh, I don't know, she was, you know, it was like you, you watch, there's like a, for those who have red carpets kind of know, like, when you walk in, you see the female perfectly beehived around
2: the clutch, there's just a certain yeah. look,
1: like, her head is perfectly, you know, they're there,
2: the like, you know, yeah. even if, even if they're underneath a bunch of paper, that that the way the paper is shaped, you're like she's under there and she's hiding something. So you know, yeah. yeah, she's
1: got eggs for sure. Yeah. So um, I contacted I contacted you that night, but um, you were I think headed out of town. Oh no, you were going to be headed out of town. So uh, you yeah. know, I asked you if you thought that was normal. You know, and and Matt said that uh, his girls kind of went maybe a few days. Before he would be in a panic, you were telling me right. to get them out right away. Panic.
2: Yeah, I was telling. <laughs> it, it, yeah, you know? Matt's like, give it a week. I'm like, panic now and then worry about it later. So it's like, yeah, it, it's one of those. You know, I've been in the situation where it's like they laid a bunch of eggs, and I've palpated eggs out of females, and you know uh, what? I, my my favorite thing to do now is if she's got some retained eggs, take her and get the damn shot of pitocin. Like my vet, like. Won't even. Uh, I, he gave a shot to my jungle female last year, like in the waiting area. He just walked out, and just shot her up, and then he's like, "All right, good." I paid for the shot, and then we left. I mean, you know, it wasn't like one of those. We're going to come back, and we're going to make sure that these are actually eggs in here. It's like, oh yeah, all right, We'll give her the pitocin, and then if she doesn't lay them in a day or two after the pitocin, then we got to start thinking about other things. So, um, my jungle female laid the rest of the clutch in the car on the way home back from the vet. So
3: yeah, I want to I want to get
1: a little bit about some of your details with that kind of stuff but uh
3: yeah.
1: I finish uh finish my story. and then story. you know you can tell us Good. you can tell us about that because I I was reminded about that because uh uh, well, I, I was reminded about that. I'll tell you how the story progresses. So I figured, you know, I kind of maybe met her in the middle. Maybe she's taking a break. I don't know if they take a break or they don't take a break. I'd imagine that. They do. They do. I, You know, I, I would mean, imagine
2: like, that. Depending on the size of the clutch, yeah, they do. If it's five eggs, they're probably going to do it all in one sitting. But if it's like 30-something, maybe they'll take a break halfway through. It's tiring work, I'm told. So. I'm
1: sure it is, you know. Uh, <laughs> So I kind of like, I tucked her in and I figured, you know, I'll check her on in the morning and that'll be that. And we'll go from there. So the next morning I come in and she's kind of like tighter around the clutch, but I can't, I I can tell that, you know, she sort of has, uh, some, it looks like there's an egg right at the vent. Um, So I figure, let me go to work. I'll come back. Let's see if anything has progressed. And if nothing has progressed, then I'm going to have to take action. So uh, I came back, and now this is Friday. Now I know that you were gone because I had a message, you know, in our our group message, and there was no response. So in a panic, I call Rob Stone. And, uh, you know, I'm like, Rob, have you ever done this before? What do I do? Because I pulled a female out, and she has quite a number of eggs.
2: Um, yeah. Did you, in, did you palpate my, those? You palpated eggs out of a female, or did you or did you have me do it?
1: Uh, no, I had you do it, which is why <laughs> I kind of was like, I didn't know if I started at the back of her, like from where the last egg I see towards, you know, going towards her head. Or if I start with the egg that's right at her vent, you know, I figure, I, I don't want to do, I'm figuring like if I do one or the other and I push the eggs back up or further up or fr- you know what I mean? So I'm kind of like, I don't know. So uh, he he walks me through it and, uh, you know, he's sort of like, you know, start with that egg there. And when I was trying to do it at first, I, I wasn't really applying that much pressure, I guess, and not enough pressure <clears throat> because, um,
2: Right, I'm you really don't know. You don't want to like. You don't want to squeeze it like a tube of toothpaste, but you don't want to. You have to get it out.
1: Yeah, so, uh, you know, I really started like. I, I mean, I I I'm thinking like, <laughs> in my head, stupidly, um, I'm thinking it's like a chicken egg or something, and if I squeeze it too hard, it's gonna just explode inside of her or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, it's just. I'm in a total panic is what it is,
2: you know, and I'm freaking out. kind of forget how the shell, I mean, you kind of forget how the shell of a reptile egg works. It's not, it's not really so I, fragile and brittle, so. Yeah, yeah, but
1: you're but, like thinking because you've never like physically you done this. You're like, you know, I'm like, oh my God, what am I, what am I going to do? Blah, 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 blah. Oh, so I Jesus. start, yeah. I start pushing, I push, I put, I give it a, really really good squeeze and uh you know i see the vent start to open up so now right. i'm feeling i'm feeling pretty confident that i can get that egg out so i push the egg i get the egg out and um just for details i mean there was a little bit of blood on it you know and i was kind of panicking a little bit but you know <laughs> i sent rob a picture he said that was kind of normal you know normal the, the tearing yeah. or whatever you know so uh, I remember when it happened to me before, and you had helped me. That um, you know we were worried that the uh, the uh, oviduct was wrapped around the egg,
2: or something that twisted, yeah, because, or whatever. Yeah, because those are like when when we when we did it the last time with your oviduct with the egg came out, and I'm like, whoa, so in front of you as I, you know, put your snake back together, so um <laughs> it's kind of one of those it's like, Eric, don't look at this so, you know <laughs> yeah. those things
1: yeah, so uh, so, uh, you know I, I now see that there's a couple more eggs um, the next one I palpated out uh, was actually was a few slugs um, so I got them out um and then behind that as i'm trying to push the furthest one that was you know the furthest one up the uh towards, towards going towards our head um you know then of course a whole bunch of shit comes out which was you know that was that was fun um <laughs> yeah and then finally i got the last egg out um and surprisingly i thought that maybe the eggs you know, would have been okay. Not really sure whether they would or they wouldn't uh, because they looked like they were fertile. They didn't look like they were slugs. Don't really yeah. know why they got stuck. I mean, they weren't any bigger than the eggs that were, that she did lay. Um, you know, I don't know. It's uh it's one of those things. Well, I uh, put them in the incubator, but Daddy ended up going bad, uh, so I lost uh, them. So
2: yeah, mate. I have
1: three. I have three eggs from <laughs> the clutch. Um, you know that uh, that are in the incubator. So, you know, after that kind of, well, first of all, I was just my main my main thing was just making sure that that girl was okay. You know, I just yeah, wanted obviously. her to be okay. And, uh, you know, I'm sending pictures to, uh, you know, looking at, looking at her and sending pictures to Rob and, you know, he says it looks pretty normal and see if she eats, uh, you know, give her a small meal. And, you know, she looked like she was okay. She's very active. It's very difficult to palpate a bunch of eggs out of a snake when (laughs) she doesn't want to stay still and you're by yourself. Um, (laughs) it's not a, it's not an easy thing. Um. You know, I don't know. May, do you run to the vet in those ex- experiences? I, I mean, I don't really know. I don't know if I did the right thing or I didn't. But you know, you have a limited amount of time before you know those hormones shut down, and basically you can't get mm-hmm. the eggs out. Um And right. that's when you run into pro, you know, surgeries and stuff like that. So oh, luckily, I didn't run into any of that kind of kind of kind of problems. She seems to be settled in. She, she took a meal, uh, you know, so she seems to be okay, which, you know, of course I'm racking my brain saying, what a loser. I can't believe that, <laughs> you know, like what a shitty clutch, uh, you know, not realizing that, yeah, this stuff does happen. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it it just goes to my point that I say a lot of times, like you really, we think we have these animals figured out. I don't know if it was the weather you know, it seems like the weather is really throwing shit for a loop this, this year uh, With a lot of people, especially that are local to us um, So, you know, that was kind of my uh, my weekend So I was kind of, I was, I was just really bummed about that clutch Because, you know, I've been waiting forever to breed that girl And, you know, finally, you know, yeah. after a couple of years of her not wanting to go She's finally going to go, you know, blah, blah, blah So then um, the other day, uh, the other day I come home and sure enough, there's my citrus tiger girl. And uh, she was the one that was bred with the albino girl. I mean, the albino boy. And uh, (laughs) Whoa,
3: whoa,
2: whoa. You somehow uh, got a citrus tiger girl to breed with an albino girl? And you're worried about a buck that went bad? Dude, you managed to get two females to breed. I mean, so far, you're amazing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm doing pretty good, but
1: uh, <clears throat> I got 17 eggs out of that clutch. 17. Um, That's a monster And this was a girl. You. Girl that laid one egg. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's the <laughs> she's the one egg the one egg girl. Um,
2: 16 but, more. Still uh, definitely... improving.
1: Yeah, I de- and the, the clutch was perfect, um, so you know, that's, uh, that was a, that was a good thing to have after such a defeat, you know, of, uh, with the, uh, with the, I I mean, what causes that? What's your thought? I mean, what do you think? What, what is the reasons of why is it just a fluke? Is it something, uh, you know, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts? Like, why should this happen all the time? And I don't see it happen to a lot of people unless they don't talk about it, but, I feel that you have to share the good with the bad because I don't think that, uh, you know, you know, people, people have this, I think people have this idea that like in the herp world that like, you know, these people that are professional breeders and have been doing it for a long time, they're like magical and stuff like that. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like they never have any bad things happen
2: and everything everything is always good. good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. No. Everyone has the same problems, just like how everyone has had an interactions with mites. No one likes to admit it. No one ever says it. And if you're the person who's standing at a reptile show on top of a table screaming that you've never had mites before, you have mites right now. I mean, that's how that works. Is, you know, everybody knows, nobody talks about it. Just like how everybody ma- the majority of people have had respiratory infections. The majority of people have had, you know, babies drown in the egg or hatch from the egg, get into the substrate and drown there. Um, we've all had that one baby that never really gets going and eats and dies. I mean, this is just kind of how it goes. We've all had escapees. We've all had that one time where I or you or somebody opens the door to the snake room and there's a snake sitting in the middle of the floor like, oh, hi, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. So it's like sicknesses, RIs, and things like that happen. And uh, in your case, with like the egg stuff, the retention. Uh, I remember I had my right. caramel female that overshot her pre her her lay date by like fifty days. <laughs> it's like this is getting a little freaking ridiculous. So, how um, many days? And it was fifty I, days. I, I, I'm sorry. It was I thought it was? It was because you think she shed, and I marked it all down. And then like a month after when she was supposed to lay was when I took her to the vet uh, and she uh, actually got the shot and laid the eggs. Yeah. So. Wow. It was like yeah, that was the one days. that I was... With that?
1: Yeah, that, that was the one that I was curious about as far as... Isn't that the one that you took to the to the vet that, you know, they gave her the shot? Thinking, she laid
2: the clutch, and the clutch all hatched? Yeah, I've, I've taken two females to get Pitocin shots. One was Venus, uh-huh. and it was her first clutch, and right. she wouldn't freaking lay them.
1: She just wouldn't
2: lay them, and... I I I wrote down the timing of the prelay and I don't know like it, sometimes I imagine this stuff gets you know wonky where like oh it sheds and then it'll lay like I've had females lay and I've never seen a prelay shed or in Venus's case I had a snake lay way after when it should have laid so um I was worried about her and I did everything to like I put her in a cage I put mulch in the cage I put mulch and moss in the cage. I did everything I was supposed to. We took her to the vet. The vet did uh, ultrasound, and he goes, "Yes, they're all in there." I'm like, "Okay." So we gave her the shot of pitocin, and this uh, is—he said he uses it a lot for birds because apparently egg binding in birds is like so common it's ridiculous. So, really, really, the shot. I took her home. Uh, apparently, like, you know, with macaws and things like that. And, you know, can you imagine having a hyacinth macaw, which is like this really expensive bird, and she dies or has to get spayed because it's egg bound. I mean, that would kind of suck if I was trying to do that breeding wise. But, yeah. Anyway, uh, Dr. Ad- Adam Denish, who, you know, everybody in the Philadelphia area who cares about the reptiles goes to. Um hmm. Gave her the shot, and he's like, all right, 24 hours. If you don't see eggs, bring her back, because we may have to do, you know, we may have to spay her and go get the eggs. And this is, you know, Venus's first year of caramels, and this is a caramel tiger clutch. It, I didn't even get to play around with super caramels, and I'm like, holy crap, this female that I, like, based all my breeding projects on, is going to be spayed and be a very fancy pet, and I'm going to kill myself. It's like you're you're re- you're ready for it. <laughs> and then the next right. morning, I'm getting ready to go to. Uh, it's like the next morning, i ready for work, and there they all are, all of them. She has she has half of them coiled. The rest are everywhere in the mulch. And I'm, you know, I, I pulled her off, took all the eggs, threw them all in the incubator, threw her back in the cage, and went to work all the eggs hatched. And it was a normal incubation period. Like It wasn't like super short or anything like that because it took so long for them to be laid. But no, normal incubation, every baby hatched, all good. The second one was last year. I know, Uh right? (laughs) You you never get a normal year. Like if you read a textbook year of breeding, that's like the fantasy. Like you, you hope for it. It never happens. Nothing normal happens with snake breeding. But, um, so the second year was actually last year, I had my female gypsy, uh, jungle. She was bred to a zebra male. And she looked huge. And she's sitting there, and, um, she passes the biggest slug I have ever seen. Like, it looked like a blackhead egg. Like, it was huge. And I'm like, shit. So she did that, and then I started kind of palpating her, and I felt another giant, huge slug. Uh -uh. And she couldn't really get it out. So I took her to the vet. They did the sonogram again, Um, or the old shot, whatever the hell you want to call it, and gave her another shot of Pitocin. On the way home from the vet, she's in a box with, like these towels and stuff. I'm stopped at a red light, and I just kind of look at her. She passed the giant-ass slug. Like, it just came out. Um, But on its way out, it gets ruptured because there was – the innards of the thing were all over the place. Um, And then after the big slug came, there were, like, six or seven smaller slugs that just kind of, like, poured out. So uh, that was her whole trip with that stuff. Um, And I remember thinking about how we – the vet was talking about maybe draining the big slug because that's what it was. So um, blocking everything else. But uh yeah, those are the only two times we've done Pitocin, and that's worked out. I mean I had uh my tanabar scrub, uh since we're talking about the bad side. Uh the tanabar scrub laid uh six slugs um this weekend. Uh the first of which I found on I think it was Friday or Saturday, I was talking to you guys and I found it.
3: I was just cleaning, yeah, and, you know.
2: I pulled them out. Yeah, I pulled them out, and I pulled the paper out, and I heard the slugs hit the, hit the hit the floor. And I'm like, oh, shit. So then you start rooting around, and then I see her, and she had a couple left in her. And by the end of the day, she passed the rest of them, but it was just like, oh, damn it. So so uh, got so a couple slugs have, out of her.
1: So now that you have slugs, I Oops. mean, at least now you know that she ovulated, and you, I mean, does that... Well, I guess
2: that's a, that's a step in the right direction, but it's, a, but it's a direction that sometimes doesn't pan out. You remember my first clutch of Maclotts pythons? That was 16 mm-hmm. plugs. And then she she died that summer um, because of complications. Like, I don't think she ever fully recovered. I mean, she, she really? ate sparingly, and then she just ended up kicking it in the summertime just out of the blue. So sometimes wow. plugs are not Everything they're cracked up to be, but it is a step in the right direction. Yes, she ovulated, but now were the eggs not fertilized because the male didn't want anything to do with her, um, or is it her problem? It it it's a step in the right direction, but it is we're not done yet. We're we're still waiting. Right. Well, I mean, it's better than getting no. nothing. <laughs> yeah. That is true. Yeah, but you're almost like. If if I got nothing, then it'd be like, all right, well, next year. But now it's like, God damn it, so close. It's like you know, it's like you with the with, with the coastal clutch. It's like, wouldn't you almost have much rather preferred just to not have anything?
1: Yeah, you know, I guess from the female's perspective, Me? uh, I mean, she like wasted all that energy and uh, and you know to get slugs. Just seems like in uh, nutrients you know, to slugs. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, I guess on the other side of it, when you're breeding a species like bar pythons, which are very hard to breed in captivity, you know, I, I, that would make me feel like that maybe I'm on the right direction. So now what do you do in that circumstance? Do you bail
2: on the project or do you, do you stay with it? You set them on fire. Um, what, uh, <laughs> what I did is I... Uh... <laughs> you setting everything on fire. <laughs> I... The, bo- the Bowling everything carpet. <laughs> everything. The cholines, yeah. You're like, yeah. look I'm like with fire and that's all I that's all I said to you. So it's like um yeah. When when which, it by comes the way, to the the, the Tanna bars. Yes. Yeah, I was gonna say, which by the way,
1: um, for an extra dollar you could probably get a purebred bread python. <laughs> you know I mean? It's like, Thank where does that price come from? <laughs> you know, it's like that is uh, five hundred dollars a year ago, and now you know, now all of a sudden it's jacked up to two thousand bucks. Hmm, Do I want a carpet Bowling's python because it,
2: cause well, maybe it's because it's big. Because it's really, really big. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What I want to. Do I want a watered-down version of a car, of a, of a Bowling's Python, or I just want to go get the damn Bolin's Python? It's like, duh. Um, but that, I think, is like, oh, but look, it's 11 feet long. Everybody wants it. No, no, no one does. But um, back to the bars, I mean, it, it's almost like I, I don't like to quit on projects until I absolutely have to. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. If, if I get a bunch of slugs, all right, we're trying again next year. Because you're right. It is like, okay, step in the right direction. We're doing something. We're, we're going to try again next year. And Correct. then, say, next year, we get more slugs. All right, we're going to keep trying. Or we get, like, two or three good eggs. All right, keep trying. Keep trying. You know, it, the only time I would ever bail on a project if, like, you know, the the, the female becomes egg-bound and we got to put her down. It's like, well, shit. And then I got this boy that's just sitting there. And even then, even then, I probably won't bail on a project. I'll probably do something stupid like, all right, we're going to buy four girls. This way we don't lose any. So it's like this way we (laughs) come die we got three others. And then later when I'm sitting here going, why do I have like eight gold-faced white lips? It's like, you know, then I have to figure out what the hell I've done. So it's Mm -hmm. like right now, do you know I have five gold-faced white lips? I didn't until I counted so, um, I didn't either. It's yeah. There you go. I have I have a small captive bred trio, and then I have two
0: ginormous adults
2: because I got the adults because someone said they were six feet long. Guess what? They ain't six feet long. I was lied to. So um, <laughs> back to having monstrous gold face whitelets. I don't want anymore.
3: Um, so it's just like it, so. Again, I
2: I won't give up on projects. So i absolutely have to. And even then. It's difficult to ditch on something you really, really want. Um, like, I want Macklets pythons. I really do. And I will get them, goddammit. It may take me several years, <laughs> and I also want blackface, white lips, and other animals. Do we haven't even gotten to. Can you imagine what I'm going to be like when the rough scales are old enough? God. Oh, so that's going to be a rough season about for It's going to be a terrible season. Oh, season. Don't you hurt each other? I'm watching. It's like, you know, they're, they're, why did the rough skills breathe? Well, they got really, really weirded out by Owen watching them
3: constantly.
2: So Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I have another
1: clutch for myself that's uh, any day now. It's uh, Albino to Ocelot Jag. Right.
2: Um, right. And now, is which, that was pretty...
1: Is that it, or do you have um, there is one more I have. So what I did this year was I, uh, I bred a albino. I bred the albino to a citrus tiger. And then I bet bred the albino mm-hmm. to the Ted Thompson tiger, um, which is basically a high contrast Queensland tiger. Uh, so that if people wanted to buy pairs, cause I'm assuming that they will of that project, I can offer outcrossed, you know, chairs, you know.
2: I was also curious to see how the striking would come out. I'm just throwing that out there. Um, All y'all who are listening are behind me in line. Um, I get first (laughs) pick out of everything because I am the co-host. So everybody here can just shut up and get back in line. So, you know. Ted Thompson, I will have, I don't care if one of them is striked, it's So, um, yeah, go on. Yeah. So, you know, again, I I mean,
1: well, that that Ted Thompson tiger gave me a big, huge clutch too. So, um, Mm. I'm hoping that, uh, she repeats, she, she was pretty full and, uh, you know, I'm curious to see the striping as well. So she is actually a little yeah. she's better striped than um than uh, you know, the, the uh citrus tiger. Uh but the citrus tiger definitely mm-hmm. has a better color. Um but again, I still think the end result is gonna be really, really nice, high contrast um tigers. So Albinos, yeah. I did it more, yeah. yeah I did it uh, albino tires, yeah. I did it a lot for myself, you know. Again, for uh, outcrossing purposes, you know, especially when it comes to, you know, recessive genes and such. And, uh, um, I mean, it's not like still the same sire, but at least you know it's somewhat, somewhat outcross. So you know, some people just want the mm-hmm. citrus. Some people want outcross. You know, I'm curious to see. How it compares to the citrus tiger clutch? You know that'll that'll give me more of an idea of what you know that girl throws because, man, for as old as she is, she's a 2009. Um, she, she's she mm-hmm. still got awesome color, man. She's just a beautiful snake. She's probably one of my favorites. Um, I love that snake. Yeah. So, you know it, she's it, produced
2: it, uh, last year. Your, she
1: was bred. What's
2: that? No, I mean it's weird that we're like you know you're. We're getting ready to roll on eggs, and like I said earlier, I'm still getting locks. So it's <laughs> yeah. I kind of, I kind of just
1: you know, I had some females that were on the fence. I just kind of stopped trying, more or less. You know, maybe that's good, maybe that's bad. But I just, right. I don't know. I figured let's just call it a season. I got this, these clutches.
2: I really am you trying to like you got your clutches.
1: Yeah, I'm really trying to get the albino into a bunch of stuff because I really think when it comes to, you know, the actual morph um you know look the, the thing that gets everybody's attention time and time again is the albino. Um so if you can get an albino with right. crazy patterns and stuff like that or maybe selectively bred contrast and stuff, you know, you know what I mean? I think that uh that more people will be well, into it. Now I mean
2: Uh, Is Mike Curtin going to tackle you and take – like, if you produce an ocelot, a really good-looking ocelot jag, head albino, like, is Mike Curtin just going to, like, appear at your house and, like, take it? I mean, like, is that how that's going to work? I mean –
1: Well, from what I understand from Mike, he's not really a fan of albino stuff, you know? So – Yeah, but can you imagine an ocelot jag albino? It's gonna be sick. I think that people don't understand the potential. Yeah. It's gonna be nuts when that hatches out and is like an adult. It's gonna be like, what the hell is that? <laughs> you know. So
2: why did yellow burn my eyes? Is like,
1: yes. Yeah. There's here's the here, here's something in the picture. So I, think, think of Bill's yes. crazy ocelot zebra jack. You know what I mean? Yes. Think of all those That's colors it. that are inside yeah. the saddle and all that. Now
2: think of it as an albino. It's gonna be White on it. Oh my god! You know what Bill yeah. should do is take so. his animal and like attack it with a can of spray paint. This way we can know kind of what it's gonna look like. <laughs> so? Yeah. Right. So.
1: <clears throat> so uh, yeah, I got that clutch. Let's see what happens with that. I'm curious to see if they pop out off a lot. You know, I, I know Darwin has never been what, mixed into they- that
2: that mix, so. Well, do you remember what what was the clutch that that Mike actually brought the Carpet last, last year? That high expression ocelot, like those, that was the ocelot, even the Jagged non-ocelot. Jagged. Yeah, even the non-jag looked freaky crazy, kind of awesome. Yeah, that was insane. That clutch
1: was insane. So, yeah, I don't know. It should be cool. Very cool to. Uh, very interested to see. How it goes, and also because my ocelot jag is from Paul, so um, mm-hmm. not from Mike. So, although believe it's the same thing from the same line, but you know, we'll see uh, see what happens. So, should be cool. Um, so, yeah, and then that's all I got
3: going.
2: So next um, year I'm, I'm going to have a bigger season. I'm good. Next year you're going to no, be what?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, I kind of, I kind of backed off. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm a, I'm a slow grower. I'm a slow, slow <laughs> at raising animals up. We'll get into that later, type of thing. And, uh, you know, I just, I'm not in any rush. What the hell is that? Are you honking at somebody or something?
2: <laughs> no, I'm not. I, we weren't able to get prepared. My phone's not on. My, <laughs> I need to turn my phone off of vibrate. People yeah. are, it, 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 do
1: do
3: that.
2: Continue talking, <laughs> damn it. Jesus.
1: I can't. I
3: can you in
2: my ear. No, well, you know, there's, there's several times where you don't turn off shit and it pings, all right? How come what I do is uh, stop the show and talk about it? Exactly.
1: <laughs> anyway... <laughs> um so, yeah next year I'm hoping you know to I'm hoping we have a better. We have no El nino
2: and you know it's no yeah, please ton stop it and you know so <laughs> please please stop no, no, the no. weather just make it normal please so yeah it it it's it's just it's one of those things I mean like I'm staring down uh the caramel clutch, which is caramel to caramel Jag that's any day now um The high con tiger with a red tiger, they're breeding like crazy. Um, The caramel jag to the caramel tiger, were breeding but they kind of stopped. The olive pythons, I don't know what they're doing. They're kind of just like we'll cuddle now, no breeding. Um, The red red jag to my high con female, they're breeding like crazy. Uh, God, what else is the Granite and the Icon Jag aren't breeding, but I'm going to tag him out and put the tiger in there because the tiger apparently will breed with a piece of rope. Um, and the, uh, God, I think we're staring down, like, and that's not even talking about animals that aren't here. So the uh, the brettles are still kind of breeding, and then we have the... Uh, um. Uh, what the hell, uh, you have the ivory jag that I'm pretty sure is a boy. I think we determined that this year. And, um, uh, a friend of mine has that, the that jungles, was, was, my jungles. That, that was, it was so, dis- <laughs> so so disappointing. No, it wasn't fun. It was so disappointing. And uh, we haven't talked about that since it happened because I'm that furious about it. Because now what you're telling me is I have a male mutt jag in my collection why are you here? <laughs> so, um, <laughs> don't know what I'm going to do with that thing. Yeah. Shit. Um, it, and like, you know, you have that one, which shows a bust, but, uh, my granite. IJ is down with Jason Balen, and Jason just dropped off this giant red tiger. that is breeding the hell out of my coastal female. So it's like, it, am I in, Come July, am I going to be, like, staring down the barrel of, like, more pregnant females and totally losing my mind? Probably. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and then we were yeah. talking about the, the, the damn blood python. That mass is gravid. But I don't even want to touch those. I'm just going to leave them all with Matt. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to go and
1: sex them, my friend. No, I don't want to do it. No.
2: You're closer. I'll send you. Uh, no. Hell, I, I got the, all night. God that goddamn that Amazon, the goddamn Amazon. The Amazon I had like a prelay shed the other day. So it's oh, like I could have a bunch of those evil things. It's like, you know, I I may or may not have totally screwed myself. I'm glad I have 100-something baby cages. So I may be using all of them. <laughs> Wow.
1: Yeah. Let's see. I don't know, man. That's a lot. It's a lot of mouth. I know, but, but you know, that's how it goes. Um, yeah. So, uh, I don't know. We'll see how the rest of the season plays out. And I'm pretty excited about the stuff that I got going on. Nothing, nothing crazy. You know, like I said, I slow grow, man. You know, uh, <laughs> Nick, <laughs> Nick made
2: the other a time. comment like that on my <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. my oh my caramel <laughs> heading <headaches. laughs> like I'm like I'm sitting <laughs> up there, and and Nick, everybody's like, "God, mine's smaller." I'm like, "Well, a steady diet of rats will do that to you." And then Nick's like, "Well, mine are a bunch more orange. Also, they're way the hell smaller." I'm like, "Oh,
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> um, well, <laughs> <laughs> whoops. So, you know, so yeah, there there is right now." There was a show on. Uh, they they've had a show, Herb Nation Radio, and um, they were they had him and Vin Russo on. And you know, like a lot of my uh, thinking as far as you know, cycle feeding and that kind of thing comes from listening to Vin Russo talk about how he deals with his boas and um, you know uh, his uh, chondros and such. So you know, I've kind of adapted that into into my fold. Oddly enough, the girl that gave me 17 eggs was pretty much on that program. And the girl that gave me all the and the, the egg bound. So I don't know. Coincidence. Let's see. The Ocelot Jag was also on that program. So we'll see. Again, my my females are maybe, maybe four or five feet, maybe, you know, tops. Um, so anyway, it's yeah, minor, minor 8 feet long. <laughs>
3: it was like I, I saw that picture and I was like, "Holy shit."
1: You know, I was talking to uh to somebody and and um I was telling him I was like, "Every time I go to Owens, I feel like such a neglectful snake keeper because <laughs> I feel like, you know, I'm like not taking care of my snakes the way they should be because they're not the size that they're supposed to be and, you know, I see because I don't really interact with any other carpet python uh, breeders where I actually see their collections and see it grow, you know what I mean? So, like, I grow. see it when it's yeah. a baby and yeah. then I come back, like, a couple months later and the thing is, like, as big as some of my, like, three-year-olds and I'm like, what?
3: Wait a <laughs> minute. <laughs> well, you know... <laughs>
2: What was Like, you and I both had a a high con from the same collection. You're like, where's my girl's, like, sister? I'm like, that one. You're like, Jesus Christ. I'm like, well, yeah, it's on medium rest. You're like, mine's on small mice. I'm like, well, I am,
1: well, this is awkward.
2: So it's like, sometimes that happens.
1: So. Yeah, and it's, 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 you know, like we always say, there's so many ways to do this. It's interesting that, you know, you do it one way and you have success and I do it one way and I have success as well. So, you know, I just, I wonder, you know, there was an interesting thread that came up on uh, one of the Facebook pages, and they were talking about carpet python heads. When it <laughs> comes to the head, that's that's something that I use as a judgment to see if the female is um, mature, you know, because, like, usually, uh, you know, when you see carpet pythons and they have that massive head, um, I don't know. You could have a i've seen i've seen animals like my Santa girl for instance she uh she has a small <laughs> that one what
3: <clutch.
1: laughs> yeah has
3: J-B a smaller Bantic head female
2: that one yeah <laughs> she uh
1: she kind of has a smaller head and it's like uh, you know she hasn't bred yet, but she's she's the like, she could definitely have a clutch, but um <laughs> it makes me think like that hammering them with rats or hammering them with, you know, whatever hasn't worked for me. Um, So that's not how I do it. And she still hasn't bred. But, you know, I I just see that big, huge head. And, um, you know, it has to do with maturity and the animals living into 20-plus years, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes
3: sometimes
2: players just look at it it, as, like, 10 years and it's out. Then you're good. I mean, and it really does. I mean, like, uh, you can have – and that's why, you know, I'll feed. And, you know, obviously I feed differently than you. Um, I'm not the kind of guy who, like, will feed two, three times a week because that's just ridiculous. But um, it's – and it's one of those things where, uh, you know, certain females I'm going to have to put the food to. Like the red tiger female this year, she had uh, 18 eggs last year and she had five this year. So am I probably going to pay a little bit more attention to her over the summer? You're damn right I am, because I want to get her back up to size, and I'll probably give her the year off. But, you know, uh, I've had, I've seen animals that are not mature but are huge. So, you know, like they're fat or very large in the body, but the head is kind of small or isn't shaped right because the head's still growing to match the body. So it's almost like I've seen that and it's like, you're not ready yet. So I would definitely say, you know, the, the, the head is what twos you into the animal being ready. They have that big mature muscle behind the head. They have the nice defined snout. And then you're like, yeah, you look like an adult carpet python and the eyes actually match the head shape for once in their tiny little lives. You know, it's, it's like when baby carpets are born, they're nothing but eyeballs. It's like they have to grow into them, and then it finally fits. And uh, and some animals just don't breed. Like, I have that one coastal female that I'll put in every single proven male I have, and she won't do anything with them. Nothing. Really? This is the third year in a row I got nothing from her. Yeah. And then, you know, I have my other coastal females that go like clockwork. See, where I think I'm going to end up having a crazy year is because, if you remember last year, my biggest females didn't breed. So, you know, yeah, I, I I didn't have those 30 egg clutches, so.
1: And you think that has to do with
2: your move, or you think that has to do with something else? I think it has to do with the move, one, uh, because when we moved in December – that was kind of like prime time. Uh, that that seems to be when Venus, uh, my caramel female, breeds, because uh, the caramel jag male was in with her around December, and they were breeding like crazy. And now, of course, we're gonna end up having the eggs, you know, beginning of March. So that's kind of where she does it. So right. by moving in December, we kind of threw her all off. Where Trinity went wrong is I didn't have a male for her, so. You know, she just never bred with, I, I had one male I was trying to breed her with, but he was kind of on the smaller side, so she didn't want uh-huh. anything to do with him. Um, so that's yeah. kind of where we went that way. And then with some of the other females, I like the Hykon female, I still was under the impression that was a boy. So the reason it didn't breed is because I put it in with a girl, and it's also a girl. So those will never get you eggs. So. Right. I corrected this problem though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Cool. Um so we can talk about there's two things that are quite controversial I guess that uh, we could talk about. One would be uh we could do talk tell. a little bit about um, do you want to go with topic 2?
2: Choose. wait, wait, there were, wait a minute. There were but there were a bunch of numbers in between 2 and 6. I'm confused. All right, well, whatever. Um, let's go with topic six. Six.
1: Okay. So today yeah. on the Morelia Pick of the Week, um,
3: there was yeah. a post. <laughs> um, I was
1: hoping this was oh, it. <laughs> yeah. And on that post, I talk about the red jungle morph, and um, we'll did uh, you Wilbur, see what started that. Uh, well, yeah, Will, uh, Will Bird has, um, um, a, uh, three, um, jungle carpets. Three of them, yeah. That he's calling a new morph, and, uh, he basically put the project mm-hmm. up for sale for 17500 bucks. Um, he was claiming that this jungle yeah. is, um basically uh the one that he put up, which I don't know, there was a lot of people on there that were hating and said that they didn't like it and didn't do nothing for him. I think it's pretty cool looking snake, man. You know? I, I it's I very think, pretty. Yeah, I mean that's that's yeah. cool man.
2: I, I don't know. But and, and, sure. and a lot of people and a lot of people tend to forget like I like, I didn't realize that a lot of people either don't know the origin of that of the of the founder animal or completely forgot or don't care. It's like because a bunch of people were screaming uh, Diamond Hybrid or this, that, or the other thing, um, and, and it's just kind of really weird. I saw the founder animal as the baby at the Hamburg show where Wilbur bought it. So um, Yeah, so
1: Will Bird it was bought it weird. from Jason Bale. And, yeah, Will bought it from Jason, and um, Jason was saying that the pairing was from a Leary-Naomi uh, male jungle bred to an undocumented jungle-type animal. Uh, a couple of the offspring came yep. out red, and Will bought one at Hamburg. Um, yep. Jason didn't really know what happened to the rest of them, um, and he didn't plan on really doing that pairing again, so he never kept tabs on any of the offspring and where they went. Um, crazy thing is, is that Will, I guess, took that male, or I guess it was a male, right, and uh, raised it up
2: and I think
1: it was, a, it was a girl. It. it was a girl. Okay, so he bred that. It was one, a girl. Um, and uh, he produced the same thing again. Uh, then he bred the well, red. Well, it's
2: funny because when it when it grew up, it 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 kind of almost resembled a normal jungle when it grew up.
1: Yeah, it looked like an like an ivory. I think I put the picture over there on the uh,
2: on the on the thread. Yeah, um,
1: because I went to his website. It, it and, didn't look um, like it, it did when it, it, it was a baby. Yeah, it looks very ivoryish, or it looks like what I would say a red postal sort of turns into as an adult. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. Maybe not exactly the same, but uh, it reminds me of, of that look. It was very very like, close. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's very. I don't know. I, over there, I have to. Let me see if I can share it to the. Uh, to the. Uh, Group, let me see. I actually think I have it here. Um, so, you know, I don't know I, that that animal kind of resembles what I would think that a caramel jungle would look like. You know, um, yeah. I don't know if that's the case. Uh, that's I think super Nick caramel had,
3: jungle.
1: Uh, yeah, Nick had got on there and more or less said that uh, he didn't think so because of the uh, timeline of when. Um,
0: Right. Come into
1: caramels that come into the states, which yeah, that that makes sense. Um, uh,
2: so it, it it's an interesting animal and it's an interesting thing, and it, it's it's kind of like the by having the undocumented male, um, you don't know what he was. He could have been a coastal jungle. He could have been a icon. He could have been a jungle diamond. It's really kind of hard where like the bloodline is for that boy, you don't know what he was, so mixing him into that one jungle to produce the red is cool. It's just it almost seems like before it's almost seemed like the card is getting put way before the horse here um 'cause i mean i've we we've all seen when Nick has potentially a new morph uh how long it takes him to kind of go through it all and do the breedings and see what it is. I mean, like, we had uh, Darren on last week, and we are talking about the silver peppered, and I mean, like, what? How many years did it take him to go through the whole thing to find out it was a simple recessive or or, or a recessive trait? Uh, Seven
1: years, I think.
2: Yeah. It's like, to do the breedings to figure out what it is, it, you know, it, it almost seems like it should be done more, and you know, if it is a codominant trait, I mean, like, you know, out of one clutch of Jags, there should be a whole lot more, like, like with like, as a Jag, for example, you know, one clutch of a Jag to a Coastal, you're going to get a bunch more baby Jags. I mean, I don't think you ever have the ratio where it's like one Jag out of the entire clutch. So, right. it would be cool to see. I would, love it, I would love for it to be a new morph. I really would. Because um, it looks stunning. Um, but I would... Almost think that there needed to be, it needed to be handled differently at the beginning um, with the red baby jungle. Um, You know, where it comes to documenting the parents, trying to figure out where the dad came from, and then line breeding uh, the red babies with each other as well as other jungles to see what happens. Um, Right. So it's kind of like the, it's kind of like what we're doing nowadays with caramels and reds like with Jason doing with his reds right now um, by line breeding him and establishing the really bright color reds. I mean, uh, I think Howard and I were talking at the last Hamburg and we're mm-hmm. like, we're going to give him two more generations and then we're going to spend a crap ton of money on reds. So it's like just we keep going like maybe we'll buy this year and then like, no, no, no we're going to wait till next year because they are going to get better. So, you know, it's just one of those things. Yeah, his, so, you know, Jason, he's, I don't know, Jason, he's, he's really
1: worked that project out. But, again, even the genetics with that is still sort of uh, up in the air. I mean, up you know, in the air. he is getting them, yeah, it, he's it, getting them to where they hold that red into adulthood now, which is awesome, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. But
2: uh, but I don't want to you know. say, like, if you, if, if you remember a little bit back when Carpet Pythons, when, when Jag had just first emerged, every Yahoo that had a Carpet Python – that kind of looked different than other normal carpet pythons, called it a freaking morph and tried to prove it. And then after about three years, and people spending a shit ton of money on animals that had nothing genetically special about them, the founder animal disappeared and we no longer talked about it anymore. I mean, there were a ton. I I remember platinum IJs. I remember spider IJs. I remember... uh, Well, the spiders, they just couldn't ever get to to breed. Yeah. Uh, They are platinum IJs, and then nothing ever came of those. Yeah, now they're called labyrinths or whatever. they, They were the labyrinths. I mean, like, there were... There are... And there's always also some idiot who looks at the forums, sees all the carbon pythons and goes, you know what, mine's special and different. Because it has a white spot on its side. I I remember on the forums one time, somebody took a picture of his carpet python, and it was a coastal. And he goes, I'm going to call it the dragon fire morph, and he throws it up there. And it, it was like, I'm like, you poor, simple idiot. It's just a coastal. That's all it is. Looking at it, it's a coastal. And then, of course, the guy was saying that he'd never seen these kinds of scales in this area on any kind of carpet python ever and that it's going to be something grand one day and we never heard from him again. So it's, you know, there's a lot more that goes into establishing a morph and making sure it is something that is reproducible and, and that's just kind of the way it is. And also, I know that it's a gorgeous animal. They're gorgeous animals. It is a gorgeous morph, if it is a morph. But $17,000. Holy
1: well, crap. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I mean, a project is only worth what people are going to pay. Um, you know, well, here, here's the thing when it comes to that kind of thing if you can't prove that that animal is is quote-unquote pure, um, then you're going to lose a a good chunk of people that, you know, are not going to purchase that animal. Um, When it comes to the more things and, like, new things that are proved out or not proved out and they can't say that they're pure, you know, to me, that's one of those things like, yeah, I'm never going to sell this as a pure jungle or a coastal or something like that. But shit, man, I can breed it with uh, whatever and, and, you know,
2: produce some crazy whacked out carpets. That's uh, the thing is trying trying to advertise this as a pure jungle morph may not be the right way to go. You could always just call it a red line or your line of carpet pythons. Just, just throw it out there as that and then try to market it as that and sell it that way because you can't prove out that it's pure jungle. But... When, when, imagine if you spent, imagine if you spend the $17,000 on those animals and you chuck them together and you breed super to super, but you do not get the animals you're expecting. Yeah, that would kind of suck.
1: So that's where like, okay, so I'm in a similar boat with poison ivy. You know, I have this melanistic IJ,
2: I mean, Mm -hmm. for all
1: intents and purposes, she looks like you know when you see her in person, you definitely get to feel that uh, she is uh, you know that that's somehow genetic. Uh, looking at yeah. her offspring as I grow them up, uh, you know I'm starting to
2: see they're getting all black these on things them in that binaries. yeah yeah
1: I mean like their whole entire head pattern is a solid black head pattern. You know I, I don't know they're changing which. Each shed, is it something similar to what, the, like, the IMG gene in Bella constrictors, where as they age, they increase in melanin? You know, is it something like that? Is it something that, you know, because carpets go through, especially IJs, go through a change from when they're red babies and as they mature, you know, is it something along those lines? Uh, is it something that's recessive and these are just visual markers and I'm going to breed them back? I don't know that's why I haven't sold any babies, you know. Um that's why also I have to not breed crazy amounts of carpets because I have to hold those animals back because, you know, of the project. The problem Right. That, the problem that I have a little bit in defense of Will is that he he clearly there's something going on. I mean, this is something flack really that, cool going on. Yeah. Yeah, this was the flack that you know when the red coastals first came out. You know the people that were anti-red coastals sort of did the same thing. You know like they oh did. if you go back and you look on MP, you know you can see threads where people were like you know it's just like uh, any moralia they go through ontogenic color change and that's all they do and the babies hatch out red and then they turn into normal adults. You know and then there were people say no no and then there would you know they would go back and forth. It is genetic. It's not genetic. Well. You know, I mean, when I look at my Red Jag and my Red Tiger and my Red Postal all from Balan, it's hard to say that that's not genetic.
2: That there's something, not, that there's something funny going on there. It's funny, though, when you look at, like, the first, like, I have an 08 Red Jag. And it's like looking at him, I'm like, there's nothing red about you. But it's like looking at the Red Tigers, because I have Red Tigers from 08 around that time as well. Again, and but then looking at the red tigers that Balin is producing now, like uh, with 8 years worth of line breeding into these things, it, it it's yeah, stunning. But that's, so so that's where who's everything that's using now. Exactly. But who's to say that because he with, has with Will's different animals. types of red. I know. But who's not to say yeah. that with Will and these animals that with a little bit more breeding, like involving the supers, or whatever he wants to call them, as well as the other non-supered animals. Like, is that eventually going to be a line that people are going to be totally impressed with? It possibly could be. It could be polygenic. It could could be be that kind of thing. Yeah, you know what I mean? I don't know. Those super animals, or whatever he wants to say that they are, I'm I'm calling them super. I know probably every time I say it, somebody's like, it's not super. Super. Thank you for yelling at the radio, but I can't yes. hear you. Also, we need to find a way for you to know what I'm talking about. So, the super animals, they're gorgeous. They're they they are are bright. They have some killer colors in them, and I would love to see them when they get older. I mean, because it doesn't seem... Those look like pretty, you know, well-established animals, and it doesn't look like the colors kind of faded away at all. So, that would be awesome to see mixed with other things, but... And I don't know if uh, Will's just trying to get the project out the door because he's had his fun with it and he wants it gone, or if he has a bunch of them, he's trying to get these three out the door for a good price. Um, Well, he
1: clearly says – I mean, that's one of the things. He clearly says in the ad what his purpose is. You know, I know there's a lot of people that are saying that, you know, maybe he's trying to do this or that or whatever. I know know Will – you know, um no. I, I I like Will. I think he, he's yes. a he's a cool guy. I think he has uh you know, he has a ton of snakes, so you know, I just think that like maybe what you know, I think like there's a when it comes to genetics, there's sort of like this um what people say, what people mean and, you know, what is the real thing that's going on. For instance I'm thinking out loud, so I may may jack us up. But when we talk about polymorphism, right, and polymorphic genes, right, the best example in carpets is is striped, right?
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. So I think everybody is pretty much at the consensus that, you know, the quote-unquote tiger or striped carpet python is a polymorphic gene, right? Okay. Correct. So let's say that you line breed for yellow. All of a sudden, that's not genetic. That's just line bred. But isn't line bred polymorphism the same thing? Like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, why is that not a gene? Well, why? I mean, yeah, it's not. It's not like uh, albino where you can get these, you know, consistent, predictable. Uh, results, you know, because obviously with polymorphism, there's there's many genes that... Am I saying that right? Polymorphism? Yeah. Okay.
3: I don't know. Uh, yes. Um, know.
2: Yeah. I, don't, I, don't
3: <laughs> I
1: hope
2: either. so. <laughs> 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 um, Please, um, um, uh, all your emails at info at com, and we will retract right. all comments that we're making right now. Right. So my thought, my thought is, is that, like, okay, so let's just say for sake of
1: argument that, that this along with red, along with these things are all polymorphic traits, okay? Um, uh-huh. So why, then, wouldn't that be a new gene in carpet pythons? Right? What, yellow? Yellow, or this jungle, or, you know what I'm, you understand what I'm, I don't know if I'm saying this right, but
3: it seems but like I, I, you're not. Of,
2: I think you're kind of mixing up, like, genes for Pattern and genes from color and things like that. So it's like I don't know if we would call what a well. What's a, the difference? What a gene color is a gene. Well, I know that, but I mean, like, I guess we wouldn't call the color that we're expecting that is associated with. I don't know. I, I don't. I'm not even going to try to swing at this one because you confused you see what me I'm so much. It's
1: still, it's all genetic. It's all <laughs> genetic. It's still baby. Maybe as predictable as, like, uh, I don't know. Anyway, you're no help to me on this topic. stop! Stop! (laughs) Um, Just stop! And I guess I'm just trying to say, like, on the flip side of it, that I kind of, I know you joke about this a lot, but if all of a sudden you popped out a new morph from you know,
3: from your carpet python, you would immediately
2: send it to Nick.
1: I think I where,
2: where... And I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even tell him it was coming. There'd just be a box with a note that says, Nick, please keep this alive, Owen. And I'm like, yeah. like what the hell? I mean, like, you know, that was... But would, think about... Oh, my... Think about the craziness that ensues with,
1: you know, people like, oh, that guy's off his flipping rocker. That's not genetic. That's a new morph. Well, you know what I mean? So, like, like do you think share about it that with kind Paul. of thing. I mean, do you like, not
2: share it? Well, think about it with Paul. Like, wasn't it? He had a show one time, and some dude had hatched out some funky-looking carbon diamonds. He goes, "All right, I'll buy them." And then the caramels popped out of that. I mean, like, uh, he he kept finding, uh, you know, uh, zebras came out of this, that came out of there. I mean, a lot of times it is finding that weird one that someone has for sale or that you hatched out and seeing where it takes you. But nine times out of 10, it's just, it's going to take you almost nowhere.
1: Yeah, probably, you know, it's probably going to end. I mean, with car in particular, what what makes it a little more difficult is the variability that comes along. It it. is. So like I have, I have wild, I have wild caught IJs, right? Right, wild caught, captive hatched, whatever you want to say. To me, they're wild caught. That's how I look at it. Um, you know, if I breed them, uh, what if all of a sudden a pied pops out of it? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I know that's insane thinking and whatnot, but,
2: I would you know, not? But the problem is that you're such. Everybody an would be nerd, like,
1: no, that's uh,
3: I'm not pretty a-
2: sure you'd just catch fire. I mean, like, you'd be like, Oh my god, it's a pied <laughs> and it's an IJ. And then, like, your wife would be in the other room, and she'd just hear this, like, <laughs> like as you exploded. So, like. It... <laughs> yeah, that so, would be pretty crazy. I would be terrified. I'd be like, oh, God, I looked at it. It's going <laughs> to die. I'm never going to be able to breathe this. <laughs> oh, <So>, no. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. An IJ. It's like, that would. Yeah. <laughs> See, for all we know, for all we know, my IJs are the key to a brand new IJ morph. It's just unfortunately for everybody, they're my IJs, so they'll never breed. We'll never get it. Yeah, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you ass.
1: <laughs> this is uh, you know, Travis Wyman is coming to uh, Carpet Fest. Um, yeah. I don't know I don't know if you follow him on Facebook or not, but like he's like every weekend he bakes something new, so he's definitely going to be uh
2: the uh I I like him Baking, right now, So Yeah. <laughs> you had
1: to have bake? <laughs> is that what you saying? I, I, I <laughs> food yeah. Carbon Festival um, food, I'm listening. You know, somebody else that might be joining us. Uh I talked to him over the weekend. And um Hopefully, as long as uh, things work out and he, he can work out some situations,
2: uh, Mister Mutton will be. Uh, oh. God, no! Coming through? No, no, yeah. no, no, no! <laughs> no, my snake room is no. not good enough for Nick Mutton to walk through. Please, God. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: oh, no! <laughs> I'm not worthy. <laughs> I'm not excited about Carbon Fest anymore. <laughs> oh, I should have waited and just let you surprise.
2: Oh, you, oh, you I would have punched you in the face. <laughs> <So>. Hi, Nick. <laughs> Knock out, Eric. It's like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> He's dead. Oh, Leave man. him there. So. <laughs> you yeah, know, just for that, so. I'm not going to send zero. Just for that, I'm not going to send zero to my mother for that weekend.
3: You and him are going to be the best oh. of friends.
2: So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um,
1: the uh, since, since we're on that subject, we'll just hit on it real quick. Carpet Fest, the Northeast Carpet Fest, our fifth one. This is our
2: fifth one. Holy crap! We should have yeah. a t-shirt or something. Yeah, we should. Um, <laughs> only knew <laughs> a new guy that makes Matt logos. By
3: us. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, by the way, happy birthday to uh happy Mr.
3: Birthday,
1: Zach. Zach. <laughs> Yeah. Um, May twenty first, PA is where uh Carpus has Northeast the one, the first, the only, the original I shouldn't say the only, uh because uh yeah, Southern Carpus is right around the corner. It's April thirtieth yeah. in Texas. Our good friend Bill is uh gonna be at his place. So that should be a Awesome time as well, but so uh, go like the uh,
2: page, join the group. Go ahead. If Nick comes, do we have to try to kill him? Because at Why? the Northwest Carpet Fest? They 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 seriously try to murder him every year.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm under the uh, um, he he can he gets to lay back at our carpet fest. Okay. So we're
2: not
1: I mean? gonna try to yeah. kill him. All right. No, he gets to relax, <laughs> chill out, you know, have some fun, whatever whatever yeah. his fun is entails. You know, I don't know. Um, so, yeah, it should be a should be an awesome time. So, you know, here's a question for you, Owen. This is kind of off the cuff question, and then we'll get to some some more drama, but we'll put it in between. Um, yes. If you could have dinner. With any five reptile people, who would they be and why?
2: It could be people that have Five reptiles. It can be. Okay, well then, it could be anybody, anybody
1: you want. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's for sure.
2: Well, t- well, yeah, we'll, we'll take Steve Irwin and his dad. So that's two already. Um, okay. It, you know, uh, mm-hmm. so you got those two people. Um. The problem is I would fill it with, like, you know, it would be, like, Trooper Walsh, Eugene Bissett, Steve Irwin, Steve Irwin's dad. So that's four already. And then, you know, uh, somebody else in there. Hmm. I'll bring you. You can come. So it's Eric. So here's <laughs> Eric, <laughs> Steve Irwin, Steve Irwin's dad, <laughs> Trooper and Eugene and me. So it'll be that five people, and and I think that would be fun. Um, Also, I'd be begging the entire time to have happy animals that I know those people have had interactions with and or own. So, yeah.
1: I think I'd have to have, let's see, I would take, I would also agree, I didn't think about Bob Irwin, but I definitely would have Steve Irwin there.
0: So since I'm going to
1: dinner. I'm going to leave. Uh, I'll check out Bob <laughs> yeah. at your dinner. <laughs> but uh, definitely Steve. Uh, Paul. Paul Harris would be a yeah. Um Richard Shine. Uh, I would definitely love yes. to sit down and have dinner with him. That would be cool. Um, Daniel Natush, yeah He would be there. Um,
2: let's see. What am I up to? Four? Who, who, number yeah. five. Who is that <laughs> who would be that is is number that old, five? Who is that old guy that used to do all the venomous? Like to the point where like he got bit so many times his hands would like not close or whatever, but he was like the most knowledgeable guy on like cobras and stuff like that. I can't, his name Ooh. escapes me. Uh, and
1: I know who you're talking about, but I can't Bill I say
2: something. Bill Hoff? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think it's still hot. I think it sounds right. That would be kind of cool because, you know, that guy's got to have some, like, kick-ass stories of craziness. Yeah. Of, like, one time a King Cobra, like, crawled up my back, and I didn't know it was there. It's like, wait, what? So, (laughs) like, that would be (laughs) – it would be kind of cool stuff like that. I, I mean, I would enjoy stories like that, even just bringing Ari and being like, so, Ari, how was your next trip? What was your last trip up a mountain? (laughs) <laughs> it sucks. Thank you, Ari. It's like you know that would be kind of cool stuff like that would be awesome. I would I, I live for those kinds of stories and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. I think
1: my last guy that I would bring
2: would be Brian Fry. That okay. guy is
1: funny as hell. Uh, he's he's also you know he's he's the guy that's worked with uh, you know Komodo Dragons and stuff like that and like uh, yes all kinds of stuff uh, found out that they were actually venomous and um, you know, his book, he has a memoir book that uh, is pretty good. If, if you haven't checked it out, it's definitely worth a read. Um, he talks about <laughs> anal bleeding and <laughs> you know, all kinds of, of things. And when he was on the Herb Nation show, he said it wasn't from recreational uh, th- uh, purposes, you know, <laughs> so, like, uh, that's nice.
2: I mean, that's good that he yeah, cleared yeah.
1: that up. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. he just got a good sense of humor, but, um, that leads us, uh, so, so yeah, we're going to have
2: a pretty good uh, dinner. Well,
1: the fifth, uh, well, uh, you just, we get to go together,
2: Owen, because, you know, it's just, you like, it's NPR. Right, so,
1: right. you know what I mean? <laughs>
2: Let's just make it a, a dinner where we never have to talk, and we'll just bring Nick, too, because then we'll have everybody, yeah. and I can just sit there and not even speak. So yeah, just, just listen and laugh. It would be awesome. Yeah. So You know who that, that would another be great. Guy that would
1: be awesome to hang out with?
2: Casey what was that? Lasik. Casey Lasik. Yes. Or yeah. um, uh, uh, why the hell can't I think of him? I'm, I'm a yeah. horrible person because we've had him on the show. I also, and, I'd also uh, like to the, listen to uh, Dave Barker. I think he would be Dave cool. Dave Barker would be cool. Yeah. Um, what the hell? Um, What was the, the method that we were all talking about with the kill in the heat? Oh, Terry Phillips. Thank you. What the hell was wrong with me, Terry? Terry Phillips would be cool because I mean, like, he's got, like, the Cuban Crocs. And uh, he puts out those videos of him, like, going, like, would you like this rat cobra? And the cobra's like, no, I'd rather kick your face. So it's like, you know, having, watching him go through his cobras is awesome to me. So um, that would be really cool to see all that go down. Um, It would just be fun. So. Yeah, that would be good
1: times. So that's going to be added into our question when we ask the,
2: uh, you know, the guests. What's the? You know, uh, here's the thing, though. What it, 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 it's it's a, we're gonna have to add eventually, besides Steve Irwin, because I think everyone's just gonna keep adding him. Yeah,
0: I could just yeah. imagine that
2: <laughs> he would just
1: be uh, so. Um, what would be the word? Uh, his passion <laughs> would be <laughs> contagious. You know what I mean? Like I would just think that, <laughs> that like he would just be sitting there listening and be like,
2: "Oh my god." Well, yeah. the problem is, is that, like, his on-screen persona was like a four-year-old that got into the pixie sticks. I mean, it was like, you know, how <laughs> about wow, this thing? Oh, my freaking God. You're like, I don't care what it is, but I'm excited. It's like, what is it? Tell me what it is. It's a fence lizard. I never loved fence lizards more. You know. It's... <laughs> yeah, exactly. But well, the time he's talking, the I'm talking. I'm like, I must have fence lizards. So, you know, it us save them and I don't know.
1: So that would segue into our other topic which was the Venom hunters. So let me let me start by saying this. Have you watched the show?
2: Nope. <laughs> no. Okay, fair enough. I nope. <laughs> nope. 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 No so, no. Nope. 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 I'll say my
1: nope. I'll say my rent. And then you can say yours. So, quite honestly, valuable. yes, I have no. I don't hate Brian Barcheck. I don't like Brian Barcheck. No, I could care less about Brian Barcheck. It doesn't make a difference to me. The people that go around and they like hate the dude and like I don't know. I've Whoa. come to a point in my life where I have no time to hate people and waste it on yeah. Facebook. If you want to do this and you want to be stupid, I think that you just ignore people like that. But that's just my opinion, yeah. you know what I mean? So this yes. this this topic uh, we sort of like haven't hit on for, for a while just because it's like one of those things that – I don't know. I just don't want to be another uh, we-hate-Brian-Barchek-he's-a-moron type of uh, thing. Because I think
2: but when I'm you're just, in that... We've had Brian on the show, and, and every time I see Brian at other shows, he is always very nice to us. He shakes my hand. He says, hello, we've had conversations. I have no ill will towards the guy. I, I, I just I can't. He's never done anything to me. And, exactly. you know, I know he people will sit there. I know Exactly. And I know people will sit there and scream at the top of the hills that he's bad for the industry. He's bad. There, he's bad. That. Well, guys, I've never done business with him. I don't know. I can't. I don't have an informed opinion about the guy. I, I. I'm sorry. So it's like I can only go by what I personally have experienced, or people who are near me have experienced. Unfortunately, I don't know that many people who've done business with him, and the people who have done business with him that I know. Don't have anything bad to say about him, so I can't jump in on this, and I can't really hate on the guy. I'm sorry. Right. So so my opinion of the show has nothing
1: to do with mm-hmm. the the person. So just so we're clear yeah. on that, again, I don't have. I'm not against. I'm not for. I'm not nothing. I, you know, like to me, some of the. I think when you go and you put yourself out in the world. You know, you're going to have people that hate you. You're going to have people that like you. Yep. Just like with us. There's people that hate us. There's people that love us. There are people that. that That's
2: fine. (laughs) You know what I mean? mean? That's especially me. I mean, like, oh my God. Half the people are like, you know, uh, Eric, we we don't mind the show. We just hate Owen. I mean, like, that's. (laughs) God. The emails you let me read. Oh.
1: Again, that's fine. I have no problem with that, and that's how, you know,
2: we do our thing. If Neither you don't like do it, then that's yeah. fine. We're so, not forcing you to listen to us. <laughs> it
1: kind of reminds me of uh, – I'll give you an example yeah. before I go into this a little
2: So the other day on my Facebook,
1: ahead. I'm going through, and I see a post. And yes. it's um, a post that is Eddie Van Halen playing hot for teacher with nothing else other than just the guitar. So I was like, ah, oh, this is going to be awesome. You know what I mean? I click on it. I listen to it. Just like, you just hear the guitar. There's no drums, no bass, no vocals, no nothing. Just the guitar. And I'm like, wow, man, you can really hear what he's doing. I can hear the tone on the on the, on the the amp and everything. And, man, it's really cool, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm, I'm geeking out guitar-wise. Because, again, as people may or may not know, he was a huge influence in me as far as, as music goes. Um, yeah. Now, he may be a total dickhead. <laughs> you know that that may be true, um, but you have people like posting that he sucks. And yeah. the thing of it is, is that you know he can be a dickhead, he can be an asshole, he can be whatever you want, but he is not a sucky guitar player. He may not be what yeah, you, you gotta particularly give, like.
2: Give him credit. You know what, what I mean? Do yeah.
1: But Jesus Christ, man, he does not suck on guitar. It just is not true, you know? Um, so then you got people talking about how they like Randy Rhodes and blah, blah, blah. So what I started to notice is that people pick teams. And your team is the better mm-hmm. team. And the only way they make of your team look better is by making the other team suck. So it's like, well, yes. Randy Rhodes is the best guitar player ever, and Eddie Van Halen sucks. Well... No, not really. Randy Rhodes is very, very, very good. And he does not suck. Neither does Eddie Van Halen suck. He may not play the music that you like or you prefer, but the fact of it is when it comes to guitar, the dude is good. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yes. does Randy Rhodes. Could, and just because
2: they're yes, like one doesn't do. mean
1: the other one sucks. Yes. Yeah? So yes. I yes. find that happens in the Herp world as well. Like you can't it if this guy if you like this guy, this guy, then you this guy sucks. You know what I mean? It can't just yeah. be like just just don't pay attention to it. And the, the other thing that, that, and this is sort of off topic, is just the fact that there's a little bit of hypocrisy when it comes to that dude because guess what? There's people in the Moralia world they're just as shitty and are put on just as platform, and people don't talk shit about what they have done, who they have burnt, nope. or, uh, you know, nope. they look at them like, oh, they're the greatest thing ever. But yet this guy, because he has a YouTube thing, he gets crucified. Again, I'm not defending or I'm not uh, promoting. It's just I'm just putting the facts as, as We're i stating facts. Just yeah, the facts. Well, just like a no, opinion, opinions right <laughs> Opinions. Oh, never mind. Opinions. Um, <laughs> recant last statement.
2: Um, <laughs> recant that bit. Strike that from the record. Here, anyway,
1: here's, here's my problem with the whole venom hunter thing. The main thing that I God. hear from all these people that talk about wanting to push conservation and you know put these animals in the spotlight and do all these you know great things and blah 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 blah. Yeah, that's all great and good. But none of them do it. They fucking sell out. <laughs> they sold out. He sold out, man. I don't care what you say. He could have did a program where he could have went and he could have did, which is a thought of what he was doing, was, and he still may do it. I don't know. Uh, you know, he traveled to Africa, traveled to Australia, put together a documentary. You know as well as I know, when they said that they had a Planet Earth 2 coming out, everybody in the Hercules yes. like, oh, yes. This is the greatest thing ever. Especially when we found out you know, Edinburgh is going to do it. <laughs> like, yes! You know. Yes! So, still t- <laughs> to me, you know, when these guys agree to do these shows, it's nothing more yeah. than to push your own ego. You know what I mean? Like, you've decided that, yeah. you know, I want to be on TV and I want people to see me do whatever it is that I do, and that's fine. I'm not against that either. But let's call it what it is. Let's not try to yeah. wrap bullshit up in a fancy package. You know what I mean? You can't. You can't say that this is this when clearly it's not that. You know? Yeah. Um, I, I. You look at. Uh, his name escapes me again. Keep forgetting his name. Uh, hold on. I'll tell you in a minute.
0: Right. Ray Morgan
1: is doing that, uh, the Venom interviews, you know what I mean? Right, um, right. That's a documentary about Venomous, Venomous Keepers, uh, you know. Um, and to me, that's what we need. We don't need some goofball running around, picking up, you know. when I did watch it. I watched one episode, and I watched it with my wife, and she's looking at And the reason that I did watch it with her is because, She's looking at it through the view that Brian and Chewie really have a new job where they go and collect venom, you know, and this is their it's job, not and they have real. to do it.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: you're not it's learning not. anything about the animal. Come on, Lord. no, I thought we
3: were it, better it, than
2: it, that. Uh, see, and and there was there was this one TV show that I wish to God had been picked up, where the host was actually uh, Henry Henry Rollins. It was called uh, Animal Underground, and Uh uh, he went to to places like Indonesia, and he, like, walked in with, like, a hidden camera to, like, one of those bear gallbladder farms and walked around, and and he's just talking to you about, like, how they keep these bears in, like, these containers that are the size of telephone booths and crap like that. He went to a rattlesnake roundup and stuff like that. He's taking you to all these places. And then, like, in the episode, he also visits with, like, a venomous keeper who's trying to uh, become immune to black mamba venom, and he goes through the whole thing of the guy milking the mamba and injecting himself. And and that, I thought, was a good thing because here's a guy who clearly cares about the animals, but he's going to show you, you know, something, like, horrible that would kind of play to your conservation standpoint, and then he's going to show you something really cool scientific-wise and then he's going to show you, like, he's just going to go down to Tom Crutchfield's place and play with the Cobra. It's like, that's kind of all over the map, but it is kind of cool, and it was a very nice show. I enjoyed it. From what I've heard from Venom Hunters and from other shows like Venom Hunters, it seems very forced, and it seems very, no chance in hell this is real. And, like, the Copperhead they're finding is a glorious specimen of a copperhead that looks like it never spent a day out in the wild. Like, you know, show me the copperhead that has, like, ticks on it and is missing its eyeball. And that's the one that we're milking because we found it. You know, and it's almost misleading by saying that we have to do this for the laboratories. I forget, who was the guy who had the other show? Donald, was that Schultz? Schultz? Yeah. Yeah yeah. He was like the, like, oh, I have to go out, I have to jump out of a plane now, because uh, the laboratory I work for told me that they need DNA from a striped hyena for research. I'm like, why do they need the DNA of a striped hyena? You have not explained why we're darting this hyena, and why we're taking its DNA. You just said we need it for some reason. So, and, and he almost, that almost seemed like a bunch of bullshit, too. It's and I, I don't like, I don't I, I can't like shows where you're almost bullshitting the audience to a point. Like, uh, I will watch River Monsters religiously because I enjoy it. And it seems like he's actively trying to hunt down this fish. And he finds them and most of the time they're huge and, you know, it, and he tags them and releases them. And that's just, that's really cool to me. And he teaches you all these things and... You have a healthy fear now of every kind of freshwater body ever created um, for what the hell could be lurking in there. Um, but uh, it, it's, it's almost like a show that bullshits you too much. You don't ever want to watch. So, And that's what I've heard a lot about Venom Hunters and a few other shows is that it, it, it's too forced. It's too unreal to be believable. So...
1: Yeah, but you know what it is? It's just disappointing, is what it is. And and as far as this, yeah. is that you have, well, and, a, you, and you you could go and do the work, and you could make a documentary yeah. like Ray Morgan did. And granted, it took forever for him. Yeah. And I still haven't even seen it. I've only yeah. seen clips from it. No, But right. the point is, is that yeah. you know, uh, I'm, I guarantee you that when this comes out, it's going to be you know something that's phenomenal. Look at uh, you know, awesome. you got that D V D, uh Herpers One, Two and Three. You know, Herper, some people liked it, yeah, some Herper's people didn't 1, 2, 3, like yeah. it. You know, some yeah. people liked it, but, didn't like it. But it portrayed the animals and not people. My problem is is that uh, those shows these shows that are like this are focused on the person and not the animal. Yeah. And right. I think that it's a bit of a sellout. You know, and that's fine I, yeah. Look,
2: it's it, as simple as me Not watching it Yeah, I mean, well, it's unfortunately that You know, it's unfortunate for Brian That This is the way he got on it Because, I mean, partially that's not him I mean, it, it's almost like I bet you if he, if Animal Planet gave him The option of making a very serious Documentary about the animals, he would do so um, But it, Network TV nowadays do, Does not want documentary kind of television they want flashy dashy they want danger i mean like that's what they they basically have these guys running out and finding venomous snakes and of course they play it like these guys at any moment are going to get bit in the throat and die on television that's why you want to watch right so you know and and you know and of course that's that that and that's what half the people are playing at. That's what half the networks and TVs are playing at, especially Animal Planet and uh Discovery. They're all about the whole, you know
1: But don't
3: you think so don't you
1: don't you think the reason they do that is because people watch it?
2: Of course. Of right. course right. so it's real simple. Oh you course. don't watch it. I, did I <laughs> you know what I mean did I, tell, did I did I tell you I was watching uh I'm sitting there on a Saturday, and this was like two years ago or something like that. I'm sitting there on a Saturday, and the TV was on Animal Planet, and it switched over to the next program, which was a one animal animals attack video or TV show. We've all seen them, and they go right. through the stories, and it's like you know, moose tramples woman. I'm like, that ah, sucks. So then it kind of goes through all these things, and then the last one is a uh, boa attacks teenager, and I'm like, all right, I will, I will, I will watch this. And they go through this boa, and the boa is got to be about two years old, and uh-huh. it's sitting on the rim of a, a cup, like it's like that's how small this thing is. It's sitting on the rim of like a bowl. That's how tiny this thing is. And they're all like, you know, they're getting ready. They're getting ready to feed it, and of course, the things est up and watching. Right. And the, the voiceover guy is like, and then the boa's rock and I'm like I'm watching this little baby boa like flight in half its body at the teenager and I'm like oh no what will happen and it bites the guy and of course like they slow mo and then now all of a sudden we have this computer generated image of the boa's teeth sinking into the flesh of the poor suspecting victim I'm like he got bit by a baby boa he <laughs> might bleed later I mean like what are we doing here and, of course, they're talking yeah. about how the snake will unhinge his jaw. As they're talking, all of a sudden, we now have a clip of an anaconda eating a deer. I'm like, wait, what the shit's happening here? So <laughs> by the time they're done, by the time they're done, they're showing the kid's hand. And I'm like, yeah, I have 12 of those kind of bites today. It's like, and, of course, it's just the way you paint it. It's just the way it's being dramatic and whatever. Like, if I showed the same exact clip with, like, funny music, it, like, no one would give too a rat's ass about it plus again it was a juvenile boa it's like you couldn't find anything else you found back so it's and that's how it goes I mean that's just painting it in a certain light I mean like the camera angles that these guys must try to get to make it look like the vipers are closer or coming at them or uh, the death is inches away you know that's that's just TVs trying to get ratings trying to get people so, yeah, but you know what's what's sad and, is like with to,
1: with today's technology, as far as like you know, with drones and GoPros and all these different things that we could do, that you could get that that uh, you know guys that are you know uh, <laughs>
2: what <laughs> you said GoPro and I was reminded. Do you remember the eating alive special on Animal Planet?
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: And people are like, we're going to see what it's like to be eaten alive. And I typed in my Facebook. I said, give me a GoPro and a guinea pig. I'll tell you what it's like to be eaten <laughs> alive by a snake.
3: It's
1: like, you so, <laughs> know, <laughs>
2: problem solved. It looks like that. <laughs> so, like, yeah. you, know,
1: you don't have to do it now.
2: Yeah, so you don't have to
1: do it another example I'm gonna about. Like, you know, you could, you know – you could go and you could make a show about reptiles that really show I mean, they're amazing animals. They really are. You know? Yeah. You could go and show what they're doing in their habitat and, you know, be amazed. You know, with with as big as the ball python industry is, right? As big as it is, where the hell I've is never seen one of the nature natural <laughs> Where is the nature show that shows where a ball python <laughs> lives? Show
3: me a gun Where example. is it?
1: Seriously, it's crazy. What does this look like? You know what I mean? Like, imagine how popular that would be if you had an episode where there's no, you, you, you it, it, let's just say, like, I mean, that's the one of the things that I love about David Attenborough. Not because he just speaks and, you know, he's just like, you know, he's so smooth. It's just so but, uh, amazing. You never <laughs> see the dude. You never see the guy. You see him at the beginning of the show, you see him at the end of the show. You know what I'm Hi. saying? Like, exactly. He's just like, he's just talking about the species, whatever is interesting about it. You know, there you go. This is what they do. And you know, those guys at Planet Earth at BBC, they continue to push the boundaries of how to film wildlife, and uh, you know, they really, poor, to good. me, I mean.
3: and, and it's
1: just silly that like, you know, that's at least in our world, that's what people are looking for. But if you did that and you did a documentary on on like the snakes of Africa and, you know, did a thing like, uh, you know, where you focused on the ball python and what it was like, where it lived and what its natural habitat would be and, you know, uh, what it's like breeding in the wild and what it's eating and all these things, like you see African rock pythons, you know, you've seen them. Why do you see them? Because they're freaking eighteen feet
3: Because they eat like a you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like they eat Yeah. yeah exactly.
2: Yeah, 'Cause, cause they'll know? have the, they'll have the generic footage of that one that they caught once eating a gazelle and they'll show that four times and they'll call it a debt. But that's just the way it yeah. goes. And 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 even then, documentaries are not dead. I mean like uh I just watched The Racing Extinction. That documentary was beautiful. That was very well done. It was Yeah horrible. But um it was yeah. great and it was amazing. And the guy was saying like what goes to, to make a documentary and I love that kind of stuff. And I mean like uh, even what you were saying with the GoPros, uh a few years ago they had those elephants that they trained to walk around with the cameras and like leave them places and the tigers found them. I mean that kind of stuff's awesome. Oh that
1: that,
3: so, that is know, amazing.
2: Isn't it? That's yeah. great. Yeah. I mean yeah. like you know thing, we're all we're all animal buffs and we're all animal people and we understand the thrilling and the exciting show and the interesting show, but I'm telling you, is you can get there without half the stuff that these networks are making people do, or that some people are willing to do. I mean, you know, uh, it, 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 but unfortunately I don't think you can make a series out of certain things like, you know, uh, having the people who are like, oh, we, we, we catch gators and pull, pull nuisance gators out of certain areas, you know, there, there's got to be a certain amount of time where there aren't that many alligators. I mean, Python Hunters, the TV show, that eventually went downhill because you can only go out and look for Burmese pythons so often. So... Right. I mean, just that, that you're show, limited I was
1: super by a few excited things. about, you know, when they started branching off and whatnot, yeah. you know. I mean... Can you imagine doing looking like, for other stuff? Uh, hey, BBC, you need to do a show on Australia mm. too. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, you know, you like do. where they focus on like Australian reptiles. Can you imagine if there was a BBC documentary on Australian reptiles? That would be like that would be like the Ooh. video version of the Barker's book, of the
2: complete garbage, pythons of the yeah. of the
1: world, volume one. World, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, All everybody right. would be like, oh, my God, that's the greatest thing ever, you know. Um, so, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. I don't know. That's if my thoughts on we'll that. We'll get a camera and film it for, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get, get a camera, ball. we'll in- film it, and then we'll sell it to BBC. But we'll have to talk in British accents the entire time.
3: So.
2: <laughs> Look at the carpet python as it comes to the grass. Look at the cat. That's No, you've gone. No, that's German. <laughs> yeah. That's Terminator-like. So, yeah.
3: We'll work on that. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll terminate
1: it. But
2: uh, anyway,
1: I don't know. That's my thoughts on that show. I, I will not watch it. I watch it once. I watch a part of it, and shit, I'm done. It's You know, you vote with your dollar. I yeah. believe that. And, but I'm not going to go all over Facebook and, you know, rant and rave about how this is, you know. It is what it is.
2: You want to do something, get off your ass and change it. Do it, yeah. It's almost like, it's like, uh, but what I don't understand is why go through the trouble of saying that Brian and Chewie have a new job and work for a boss that needs the venom? Why not just say that you guys have been hired by a lab? To get the venom, and if it's not, if that's not true, say you're going out to get the venom to sell to a lab. I mean, it, is it is it just boiled down so, to that they do not have I, a reason to go find these animals and get the venom, so they're making it up, I th- and that's what I don't, I, and that's what I, I don't like, and that's what I don't understand. I, I I think they do say that they're they're they're
1: like what you said. To me, that's I don't know. Now you're going to think that every Joe Schmo is going to be able to go out and find an inland taipan or a black all mamba need,
0: or, yeah, or a western diamondback
1: and going to run it to uh, you know? Oh, well, where's the venom lab? No, it doesn't work like that.
2: You know what I mean? It's like it, all you need it's, one. All, all you need is one schmuck that automatically believes that if he fills his trailer filled with venomous reptiles, that he will milk them and sell the venom to somebody. Yeah. And I know some yeah. people who've tried that. I know some people who've talked about that. Some people tried to sell me his business that he says he can turn out this amount of venom that sells for this amount of money. And I'm like, who do he sell it to? And then I never got an email back. So it's like, you know, it, it these are not, you cannot take these animals lightly. You never should, even if it's a venomoid. No. Even if you've kept it for years, the, these things are designed. They have evolved to become killing machines. When it comes to that, the venom is so potent; it, 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 they should never be seen lightly. And I don't care if it's a Mylash viper or a king cobra. Venomous scare the shit out of me, and yeah. um, I've yeah. dealt with venomous. I worked with a with the gaboon viper. I've worked with a Cobra. Um, I've worked with Heel Monsters. Um, Chris had a bunch of Cobras for a while. He had some Mambas too. And, and it's like, dude, I have come close enough to a black Pakistani Cobra to, uh, a Vipers to a Monocle Cobra to the point where I'm like, I, no, I will never, I'll, I'll never own a venomous snake and I will never go near a venomous snake. Um, and that's just my opinion. And I know some people who become far too comfortable. I, I There was one guy at a reptile show once. He goes, oh, I got bit by my cobra today. This morning as we were packing up. We'll see how the day goes. It's like, are you <laughs> effing serious? There was that one guy who kept showing video of his finger, the picture of his finger dissolving. He's like, the bone will pop yeah. out in a minute. What the f- is the matter with you? Yeah. The bones are supposed to stay in your body. <laughs> When did you first realize something yeah. was wrong? Well, probably when my finger was <laughs> off. <old. laughs> so it, 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 I, I can never really take anything that you know would make it. And, and that was some of the things I had. If I ever had a complaint about Erwin, it would be um, his free handing the venomous. Um, yeah, well, a you lot know, of it, people it, it, it's just, complain about him. You
1: know. A lot of
3: yeah.
2: people didn't like that. That was, my was only doing. Complaint. Well, yeah, you know, I just thought that is. Yeah. No, I'm just saying, like you know, that we we we've created and built the tools to handle these animals safely. Hooks and things like that. And I do notice that the venom hunters have the chaps, the hooks, the boots, and all that fun stuff. That, that that's it's great. But. You know, you should also definitely have trained professionals do this. And the fact that you're trying to put a, a... You're putting a dangerous animal... You're putting yourself in a situation with a dangerous animal in order to make a television show. It, 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 it's... Sometimes that can be crossing the line a little bit. Um, in my opinion, um, it's almost like you almost want them to find it, not touch it, film it, talk to you about it, and then freaking leave. So... But that's, that, that would just be me. I wouldn't go near. Venomous.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I grew up around Venomous, so, you know, it's not something that I would get into either. You know, I can appreciate them. I like them for what they are. I like, I find them fascinating. I find, uh, you know, um, I think they're beautiful, probably some of the most beautiful species yeah. of snake there is, you know. But uh, it's not something that personally that I would keep. And that's that's where I yeah. think people have to be smart, you know, if they want to do this or keep this reptile hobby long term. It's like you really have to be smart about, you know, knowing your, you know, capabilities of what you can and can't do, you know, yeah. you know, or your limitations of what you can and can't take care of. I mean, if you listen to the, like one of the big things that a lot of the venomous keepers say is they always talk about having a sealed room where nothing can get out. You know, um, it's a huge deal. And if you can't do that, you're, you know, and and you have a neighbor, you know, or even just the people in your house, you know, your mm-hmm. wife, your kids, whatever. You know, I mean, you have to really have to take that into consideration because if, if it gets out and you know, uh, and proper caging is important. You know, you see some of these yokels that uh, you know at Hamburg, and they're coming walking out with their monocle cobra, which is like their first snake, and they keep it in a you know a ten gallon aquarium
2: with a screen lid and a brick on the top.
3: <laughs> it's Dude, like, are you serious? At, uh, <laughs> at a
2: Hamburg, at a Hamburg show, there was a sweater box, plastic sweater box, and it was flipped on its lid. And it had two pieces of duct tape wrapped all the way around it. And inside was a black mamba. Wow. Sitting on the table. And it took me a minute to realize what the hell I was looking at. Because it's like my brain couldn't process that that animal was in that thing. So, and it's like, I'm like, I, you can't get it. And And unfortunately, at Hamburg, I've seen like 14-year-olds walk out the door with Nile crocodiles. I mean, you know, right. and and there are, and I mean, even then, Chris, uh, Chris's first uh, venomous were white-lipped tree vipers that he got at Hamburg when he was 14. Wow. That should not that should happen. Cannot yeah. happen.
1: Shame on those breeders that Dear would God. allow something like that to happen.
2: I won't let anybody over the. I won't let anybody under the age of eighteen buy a goddamn carpet python, and you're letting a fourteen year old walk out with vipers. So uh-huh. It's like there's there's certain things that should on, honestly be taken in, and, and unfortunately, venomous are gorgeous animals. They are, and and, and and they are very cool. And I understand that some people, I guess, just feel like a complete badass to have a, a freaking rhino viper. For me, I can't do it. I can't. I mean, if you can show, like, see,
1: this is where I think that the herb community should police itself a little better. I think that, you know, like, uh, um, even if we're just talking the United States, um, that there should be some kind of protocol in place that, you know, you have to have X amount of. you know, time with, uh, working with, uh, you know, a venomous keeper um, yeah. before you can be issued a license before that light, you know, you have to have this in order to get a permit from the, you know, from, from your state or whatever that you've shown yeah. that you can keep, uh, these respon these animals responsibly, you know, cause I don't want to, I, I feel a little bit hypocritical for me to go along and say that you should keep this and, you should not be able to keep this, but yet I should be able to keep that. You know what I mean? But at the same if, time, if somebody else can come along and say, you know, I shouldn't
2: keep carpet pythons. Um, yeah, but if your carpet you know, python gets loose and bites somebody, they're going to bleed for a little bit.
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah, true. How I many cobras do we have, have
2: this year in Florida? I mean, like... Well, it's three, I think. Yeah, I mean, like, that's ridiculous enough. I mean the fact that you've got that going on, but it's like, with with Venomous, it it is something completely different, because that thing is not, yeah, a a carpet python gets loose, it might bite you, it might, uh, you know, cause a bunch of fear and panic, Um, it won't kill anybody, nobody's small enough for that thing to kill unless you left your infant alone in a room someplace with a carpet python even then i'm not even sure but a venomous is you know anybody trying to interact with that animal could potentially be killed by it especially if it's something that you know is completely exotic to the united states you know if i have a freaking taipan and it bites me or the neighbor am i going to get to the hospital in time to get the anti-venom like or is that or am i a one and done i mean where the hell's the venom even going to come from right which is i guess i
1: hear i've heard before that like if you're going to if you're going to go down the road to work with venomous, you really should try to work with native species before you
2: venture off into uh you know exotics so to speak so yeah well uh, and and again coming from my other my 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 uh real world job um in insurance, I can tell you right now that if you're bitten, <laughs> if you're bitten by your venomous snake and you go to the hospital, your health insurance will not cover anything at all, and any zoo or lab that pays you the ten thousand dollars of vial for anti venom is gonna want their money back so it's it's not worth it on so many levels. Of course, I say this, and I want heal monsters. So
1: yeah,
2: but, but no one uh, died from heal monsters' by Yeah,
1: I wonder in the uh, in free healthcare if that's covered. I'll ask. <laughs> I'll kidding. try to figure that out for you. <laughs> yeah, it, I'm just wondering. You know. I'm gonna to have to ask Bernie President. Sanders where he where he sits yeah. on the uh, <laughs> whether or not you should have to pay for Sanders. your venom. Oh,
3: on on, on, on
2: venom, <laughs> venomous pet cobras. Where do you stand? Yeah, you know that'll be an interesting debate. <laughs> yeah. The I'm for it. Top I'm against. What of people all have the venom and nobody
3: else
1: has the venom? <laughs> venom. <laughs>
2: yeah
1: They need to share it. So. All needs the anti venom. Jack oh. is mad at us now. No, that's nah,
2: all good. Um, okay, I think.
1: Uh, have we have we done it? Have we done what?
2: What, what do we
1: do? Show is it? Are we finished? Are we done? Anymore? I don't know. What do you got? It's eleven Anything o'clock.
2: On? I mean, I don't know. What do we do? <laughs> We're useless.
1: Yeah. To have yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh. But. Uh, uh hopefully uh yeah, the cool show and hit on some uh, some stuff. I don't know who's lined up for uh for next week yet. I kinda have a couple ideas but um I haven't had any real information as of yet. So tune for that. Um cool. As far as uh you know shout outs go, um Tinley Park
2: is this weekend. Yes. So uh if you're go- if you're going drive safe guys and have a blast. Um drinks are are on Eric, just mail all beer tabs to him. Hey, yeah. Um yeah, bursboro PA God damn it. See, <laughs> <laughs> I would say um, I would say I'm doomed, but you never know my address. I always have the text to text it. Go ahead. Where are they sending? Yeah, in? that's it. A- <laughs> Yeah, that's a true story. I think it's one fourteen something something. Nope. You're, no, you're so wrong. It's already done. <laughs> uh, your poor neighbor. <laughs> your poor
1: neighbor. Hey, I forgot to ask you. Um, yeah. Uh, you had some Nile monitors
2: or whatever those monitors were doing some they're action Nile. in your uh, living room. Nile? If you think, if, yeah, they're Nile's. They're they're actually they're Andrews banded Nile's. So they're like a brand new like morph of Nile that he's trying to create no pressure, Owen. So it's like, you know, they're in there and uh, the male, these things, I I never know what the hell I'm looking at with them. So the male's head is twitching all around and his neck's going crazy. And he's coming up to the girl and I hear a bunch of tussling. I'm like, all right, they're fighting over food again. But then I look over and he's trying to get on top of her. I'm like, Oh no. So, I call Andrew, and I'm like, uh, so the male Nile's trying to get on top of the female Nile, and he's bobbing his head around, he's trying to get his tail underneath her. And he says, why are you speaking to me and not taking video? I'm like, oh, well, I guess I'll do that. I hang up, and the (laughs) second I hang up, they're, like, on opposite ends of the cage, like, sleeping. I'm like, what the hell? So... I had to wait, and uh, I caught them again a few days later, and I actually was, like, hiding on my staircase because they couldn't see me filming them. Uh-huh. So, um, right. and then I and then I posted the video to Andrew's wall because he was like, please just put it there so I can see it. Um, And, and they're not that old. They're, like, a, almost two, I think, and they're not even that big, but apparently they're old enough and big enough to potentially breed. So, uh, huh. I don't know what's going on. I don't think she wants to, but apparently, in the monitor world, um, there is no such thing as uh, consent. So, um, they're just going to keep trying, I guess. But um, huh. Andrew's pretty excited, and hopefully, if I breed, if I get Nile eggs, I'm not going to know what the hell to do. So, you're going to put him in your incubator. I will. <laughs> I can breed Nile. I can breed Nile monitors, but not Arionia carpet pythons.
1: What has the world come to? I don't, I don't know. Now do. <laughs> this is horrible. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. So, yeah, crazy. But, yeah. we'll
2: see, but um, That's they cool. will be here. They're going to be here at Carpet Fest, so um, people can definitely check them out. I doubt they'll be out and about, but who knows? I mean, they kind of are not. They're not as gun-shy as the uh, mangrove monitors. They kind of just don't give a shit. So I uh, guess when you're a Nile monitor, you can earn the right to not care. So.
1: Yeah, it was kind of like, uh, so when mm-hmm. I go to Owen's house and I sit on his couch, it's very similar to the scene in Jurassic Park where they go to the Tyrannosaurus Rex uh, exhibit and wait and patiently <laughs> wait. And, <laughs> and then you're just looking at some trees and some bark, <laughs> yeah. and you're just like, hmm, mm. there. and then all I of a sudden, yeah,
2: yeah. kind
1: of cool, but they're cool lizards uh, for sure. Again, I'll, I'll, it's I'll one probably. of those things I can admire from afar, you know?
2: Exactly. Mm. I have no idea what I'm doing with them. You know, I have to change their water out tonight. I don't, like, I don't touch them. I just chew them off until I can get their water bowl out and then kind I of give them a new one, so. Right. Cool.
1: Cool, cool, cool. Well, hopefully uh, you guys are able to uh, reproduce those things. So, yeah, shout-outs. So, again, give a shout-out to, uh, I'm sure, Jason uh, Balon and Howard Redding will be mm-hmm. at the Finley Park in March. So uh, stop on by and see those guys this weekend. I know, I think, yep. I'm pretty sure, uh, Psychotic Exotics will be there. I'm not sure. but I believe, uh, God,
2: they usually are. Yep. <laughs>
1: yeah they usually go out there and hang out so uh you know definitely some carpets to be had if you're into uh checking out some carpets uh I don't know if Julie will be there or not, but uh you know the usual group um will will probably be there and uh check it, check them out
2: so yeah. um <clears throat> let's see what else uh
3: if you're going out, to tinley
2: and if you're going to Tinley and you see rough scale pythons uh call me. Uh, and let me know. I will purchase them, and then you have to mail them to me. So,
1: <laughs> is that how that works? Okay, that's how that works. Yeah. yeah. Is there going to be rough scales available this year? I mean, you I know, Nick know. is has a strong possibility. <laughs> uh, I mean, you're the uh, rough scale guy. Have you have you been watching? Getting on a uh, list
2: or what's the deal? Uh, well, I'm, okay. Dude, okay. I'm on everyone's list. Um, potentially, okay. Nick is the first front runner, in my opinion, who is going to hopefully have a clutch this year. And that's because, um, and I'm not just saying that because it's Romulus. Um, mm-hmm. it um, <laughs> um, cause Nick has my male or used to be one of my males, uh, out there and they, he's been breeding. And then, uh, was it Shane? Um, had maybe a lock, uh, this past weekend, um, Julie hasn't taken any pictures, but she told me she was going to have her pairing. We know Dave D. was going to put his pairs together. So there's potential for a couple of clutches of rough scales appearing. And, of course, I say this not knowing what the hell certain other people like Cam and uh, anybody else who's purchased adult animals from him uh, will be producing this year. So I imagine there'll be... Uh, a, a pretty fair amount of rough scales potentially. They're all did mine you, did you mention um,
1: did you mention Shane Shane Adamson?
2: Yeah. yeah. I thought it was okay. Shane. I did Yeah. He yeah, probably did. He was the, yeah, he he's you know, those are the rough scales that were supposed to be mine. <laughs> um, but I didn't <laughs> buy them. But um it's uh what is it, sir? it's a, <laughs> shut up there's a potential of uh there's a the potential of a few clutches, and I, and I am hopeful. Um, and I, of course, want at least uh, 1.1 more. So uh, I have been watching, and I am on everybody's list. So come on.
1: Cool. All right. Well, there you go. Every, Owen yep. will be beating everybody for. Everybody.
2: They're all mine. Uh,
1: yeah. Right. Rough scales, and. Yep. Just reading something that came up on my Facebook feed. It says, "Florida woman who tortured and killed a gopher tortoise by putting it on oh, yeah, fire."
2: That, yeah, what yes, is it, wrong with that? That happened, that happened a while ago. There was this uh, two two women or, or, or two thirty two days in jail. Yep. Thank God. There was a girl and her friend who there they took this gopher tortoise, which, like, if you've ever seen a gopher tortoise, it's small. It's like a box turtle. It's freaking harmless. And it's, like, critically endangered. And it's, like, and they they threw it like it was a rock. They kicked it a few times. They threw a bunch of lighter fluid on it, and they set it on fire. And they videotaped the entire thing. And it's, like, how horrible of a person do you have to be to to do that to a living creature? You know, regardless of if it was a, a tortoise or endangered or, you know, to even do that to anything that's alive is you, you you have to be some kind of sick, twisted bastard to do it. So, right, you know, they were talking about how they weren't going to be able to try them because they were underage and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, of course, the family is on TV going, like, we're getting death threats and it's not nice. And I'm like, well, you know, your daughter is a freak. So um, <laughs> they i'm kind of glad that they got they handed down some kind of punishment um just because it's kind of like a just a way to deter anybody doing anything stupid like that again but you know of course we say this with one hand that this is not nice and this is illegal to do this to a gopher tortoise when it's perfectly cool to do much worse to a rattlesnake and something like that or You know various other things. So there's there's a lot that needs to kind of be redone with that kind of stuff. But I'm glad thirty days in jail for being a complete psychopath. Have fun. Go to therapy. So, yep.
1: Wow. Okay. I'll stop looking at Facebook. So uh, please do uh, (laughs) end the show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, Tinley Park this weekend. Stay tuned for whatever the next episode is going to be figured out, and we'll let, uh, let you know. Um, Love it. As far as, as far as Morelia Python Radio, if you like podcasts and you want to learn more about Morelia, then check out moreliapythonradio.com. If you have any questions or comments about the show, future guests, anything along those lines, send us an email at info at com. Uh, You can check out our Facebook page, which is Morelia Python Radio. Give us a like, follow us there. That's where we try to post uh, any info that's uh, up and coming and share some, um, you know, Morelia-related topics with you. Uh, We're also on Twitter at Morelia Python. Uh, If you want to, you know, subscribe to the show, you can get it on iTunes or whatever podcast app that you happen to use. Um, and please help us spread the word by sharing the shows. Uh, we appreciate it, and the breeders that come and volunteer their time and their knowledge, uh, they appreciate it as well. As far as myself, E.B. Morelia, you can check out my website at uh, ebmorelia.com. If you have any questions for me, you can send them to eric at ebmorelia.com. Uh, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all under E.B. Morelia. Um, I will be starting to, I mean, the weather here is starting to warm up. Uh, it looks like winter's over for the most part. I mean, today we to, what, 60, 70 degrees, something like that. Yeah, so it's dude, like perfect it shipping warm.
2: weather. I know. So
1: uh, I'll be putting up a bunch of Citrus Tiger stuff, not head albino, just regular Tiger stuff. I don't
2: care <laughs> anymore. It doesn't, doesn't um, matter anymore.
1: Uh, they're starting to color up. They're beautiful. Um, really have a lot of potential. So if, uh, look for that, I have some caramel stuff, some head albino stuff, but, uh, yeah, shit, uh, pretty, pretty cool stuff. Starting to color up, set some age on it. Um, and, uh, you know, you can check it out on my website or on my Facebook page. Um, and
2: that is all I got. Cool. Uh, what I got is you can go to rogue-reptiles.com. The, uh, breeding diary is almost up to date. I have to add what kind of happened over the weekend, but we're pretty close. Um, if you are interested in any of the clutches that we have listed there, just drop us a line. We'll add you to the list. Uh, being on the list does not automatically mean that you are going to be purchased some, purchasing something. It just means that we're going to contact you when the babies are ready to roll. Uh, as far as shows, I think I have one coming up, but that all depends on whether or not I'm going to a carpet fest. So I'll let you know. Um, other than that... You better. <laughs> uh, uh, you, quiet, you the voice in my head. Um, so uh, what I said, like, you can go to rogue com. You can also go and give us a like on Facebook at rogue reptiles at com. That's all I got... Today, like I said earlier, if you are going to Tinley Park, safe travels, everybody. We hope to see you all when you get back, and we expect a ton of pictures. Post them up on the pick of the week. And we will see everybody here next week for some more Morelia Python Radio. Good night.
0: Hey, Chad Brown here. You may remember me as a linebacker in the NFL or as a reptile breeder and the owner of Pro I've been herping since I was a boy, and I've dedicated my life to advancing the industry and educating the community about the importance of reptiles. I also love to encourage the joy of breeding and keeping reptiles as a hobbyist, which is why my partner Robin and and I create the Reptile Report. The Reptile Report is our online news aggregation site, bringing you the most up-to-date discussions from the reptile world. Visit thereptilereport.com every day to stay on top of the latest reptile news and information. We encourage you to visit the site and submit your exciting reptile news, photos, and links so we can feature outstanding breeders and hobbyists just like you. The Reptile Report offers powerful branding and marketing exposure for your business, And the best part is, it's free. If you're a buyer or a breeder, you got to check out the Reptile Report Marketplace. The Marketplace is the reptile world's most complete buying and selling destination, full of features that help put you in touch with the perfect deal. Find exactly what you're looking for with our advanced search system. Search by sex. Weights, Morph, or other keywords, and use our Buy It Now option to buy that animal right now. Go to marketplace.thereptilereport.com and register your account for free. Be sure to link your Marketplace account to your Ship Your Reptiles account to earn free tokens with each shipping label you book. Use the Marketplace to sell your animals and supplies and maximize your exposure with a platinum ad. that also gets fed to the Reptile Report and our powerful Marketplace Facebook page. Buying or selling? Use shipyourreptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates. ShipYourReptiles.com can also supply you with the materials needed to safely ship your animal successfully. Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates, the materials needed to ship your reptile successfully, live customer support, and our live, on-time arrival insurance program. We got you covered. Visit TheReptileReport.com to learn or share about the animals. Click on the link to the marketplace, find that perfect pet or breeder. Then visit ShipYourReptiles.com to ship that animal anywhere in the United States. We are your one-stop shop for everything reptile-related.